0: 5 control. 5 control. Hey, welcome to the newest episode of the Star Wars Squadron's podcast. We're going to start it off with a This Week in Squadrons. Again, it's been an exciting week, I'd say, in squadrons. First first thing first, we saw uh the balancing update for March 15th, more server-side balancing, and this is basically, as they said, this is all they have kind of left. We'll get into that, that comment later from Charlemagne, exactly explaining how their approach is uh, for the next little bit. I'll talk about that later. So... Yeah, the big news here with the balancing update is the AXU Y-Wing Anti-Fighter Bomber Interceptor Reaper boost activation cost increased by 60%. This was especially hard on the Y-Wing, I think, which is just... uh... Life out there is tough for a Y-Wing, you know, it's not easy, and they are making it harder every day, and I get what they're doing, um, it just seems a little rough there, and it seems like the New Republic's balance has fallen a bit, that'd be my complaint, and they increased squadron mass cooldown from 20-28, and decreased the mass duration from 10 seconds to 7 seconds, so I think the mass definitely did need something, um, it was just too prevalent, so I think that's good, they made a change to it, and then the targeting Beacons increased the cooldown from 30 35 seconds. So the beacon taking five seconds longer really does. You notice it. It's it's, it's very noticeable more the, so than the um, extra time for the beacon. So you do still see masking beacons out there a lot. It's, it's huge, but there's definitely a change to the meta. And there's definitely more room for some other auctions I mean, you see players who are strong in the tractor beam are going to be carrying the tractor beam more. You could see a reason to use resupply again. But of course, masking beacons is still strong, and there's definitely a place for it. The biggest thing though is by making these changes to all the other ships, like I said in my video, you know, my point is now that the defender is almost kind of buffed because it almost doesn't negate the changes that they made to it before, but it doesn't make them as um as big as they were because the other ships have taken hits now and you know, you could you definitely make a case for some other ships uh being very strong now uh because of these, these ships becoming weak, you know so hard on the Y-Wing, even the X-Wing I don't think could have been hit quite as hard, you know, I don't know if the Bomber even needed it, but the, the I mean, the Empire is definitely coming out stronger on the other side for that reason, and because of the video I, I've talked about, and it's been up there, I've made videos, this Fencar video is, in my opinion, uh, pretty bad, but I guess it's not as bad as I thought, you know, I do talk about it with Cheese in this one, and and he makes some good points of maybe why it's uh, maybe putting too much emphasis on the problem that it creates. It's it, I think in the highest end, it's it's more concerning. But, it, you know, it's like I say, I think, in it that it just puts uh, the margin of error so much lower for, for console players. It's just a little rough. So that, that video is a must-watch. Definitely, you know, it's some technique, something to learn about there. Um, yeah, it just sucks. Consoles are just kind of at a disadvantage. That's That's only my... My struggle when it comes to it. And in regards to Fencar. See the reason why they made these, these changes in the March 15th update is because the time to kill had gotten a little long. You know, PvP had definitely fallen off, and I think this does increase the the PvP that we've seen, but it's just simply uh a little far. So uh, running on the heels of that, Charlemagne had this response. Yes, and he Client updates are out of the question at this point unless the game literally stopped working. Everyone is working on other stuff. The few of us who are still doing balancing passes are doing it on our spare time. Haha. <laughs> we just want to make sure we get things as good as we can before we're entirely hands off. Oh. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Entirely hands off. I don't like that part. Okay. So it's couple things there though too everyone is working on other stuff so they're busy on other stuff and the few of them are still doing balance passing are doing it in their spare time so i mean you gotta thank them for going above and beyond i mean their love for this game and their passion to put something into it is, is amazing but hands off that's not as that's kind of concerning there'll be hands off at one point so hopefully we can get it to a place where hands off works we love this game. We want it to be the best place it can be. We still have some plans for how we can get things more evenly matched, though. So you know, they do have more coming. This isn't the end necessarily. There's gonna be more balance patches to find it. You know, they have said May fourth was kind of their their end for um, uh, cosmetics and everything planned for that. So I think I could see them kind of going for that hands off goal, kind of by that point. At some point, they're going to be hands off. So, but right now they are hands. Half on, we'll call it, I guess. They got their hands occasionally on anyway. and it, I mean, it's understandable. They're doing it in their spare time, so you you have to really appreciate them for doing that. But yeah, that's, that's the reality of it there. Just wanted to make that apparent. Don't need that one. So this week in Squadron, there hasn't been an update yet. Um, the Godonian, Godonian Cup happened, and Cavern Angels were the winners. Congratulations to them on... I don't know if I can show the brackets, though. Show the winner. Oh, it does. Yeah, see, Butt Cartel versus Cavern Angels, and they're able to win it. There you go. You can see the whole bracket. Storm whistles. I thought that was Space Whales for a second. That sounded alike. Yeah, just a one-game elimination we see, and then yeah, Cavern Angels Gold Squad able to take it in the end there. So the Calrissian Cup minor tournament is this weekend so we should see some very high level play on you know everything i was talking about at the beginning we'll see how the new republic stands I, i do think the empire has the advantage right now um but we will see so that's exciting got 50 some odd teams entered for this weekend and then the following weekend the operation ace open is happening that is open for registration right now if you don't know the operation ace you can sign up for that one um uh, it's through uh, smash.gg, the site is being run, free registration. SCL, of course the SCL, we see that it's moving right along and we've even got it further than this bracket. This is just the one I had available where uh, Cheese and IG did play, went to to the three games and Cheese was able to win it. So it's going to be a rando gray squadron cheese final and you know like i said uh in the video with cheese too it's kind of kind of you know of the the top four teams now they're these guys are down now gray and and randos are facing off you know you're seeing all these teams at the top so that's gonna be an awesome series i know they're having a bit of trouble scheduling it but once because you know it's just, everything's so busy with operation ace cal cup scl playoffs it's just all kind of going down that. Yeah, it's, it's tough to make it all work, especially with, you know, European schedules versus North American schedules. You know, someone's got to be able to stay up late, be up oh, it, it can be tough to, to figure that all out, but that's going to happen very soon. Um, we'll definitely see posts about that one for, on Scalp Stream when that one's going to hit. That's very exciting. I'm, I'm hyped to see this final and see how, the, uh, how this... As this sways maybe the power balance post-Cal Cup, we'll see. It'll be, Maybe there'll be a reaction um, from the Cal Cup in the finals. Definitely an interesting series to watch, and it could happen before Operation A. So it'll be interesting to see this one play out before. Definitely check that out. Uh, let's take a look back at last week's. Um, we could mention the, the Grand Arena 5-5 Dog Cham- Championship ladder. Um, it's in the SWS Grand Arena that's ongoing. And as well, the... Um, squadrons Premier league the dogfighting fighting league has also kicked off now and there could be games happening all the time you know it's it's basically over eight weeks we just get just not a weekly matchup like in the uh, scl it's just eight weeks for us to make our matchup so we just kind of be broadcasting them there's different uh casters you know from littlest hammer uh poi boy I think myself and uh, fencar a lot of people will be streaming them so look out for those streams and did i miss anything else oh yeah i complained a lot this week I was, I was probably uh, complaining too much, I shouldn't complain too much, I, I don't know, I do enjoy the game, so I hope I don't, I'm not coming across too negative, I, I do enjoy playing it still, it's just, um, I feel like there's some console frustration, so I hope I'm not being too negative, because I do want the game to be, you know, positive for everybody, so, alright, I think that's everything, now, let's get into the intro This is the Star Wars Squadron's podcast, episode 14. It is March 18th, 2021. I'm your host, Time Bomb. Green Fox couldn't make it this week. I'm excited to have on one of the leaders of Grey Squadron, of the Cheese Squadron. We've got the man himself, Cheese. How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing doing pretty well here. I mean, I was telling you about how I usually run early hours, so this is almost like... This is almost like late night for me right now.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: This is like, right now it's like 9 EST, but this is like, I don't know, midnight for me? I guess I'm going to translate that way. What does midnight even mean, though? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> How late do you, if you stay up? Generally, you stay up late. Great to have you on here, buddy. Also, congratulations. You guys are great squadron. She's in the SCL finals here, too. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Very exciting to see that. You got a matchup with Randall Lorians. That's pretty exciting to see. I think... Here's my thought on that, too, because, like, in the competitive scene, you know, Splinter and Gas have faced off. Gas and Randos have kind of faced off in the finals. Now, you know, you and Randos are faced off. I feel like the top four teams are all kind of, like, battling it out in these different uh, in, these different, in diff- different tournaments. I like to see that.
1: Yeah, it's been real interesting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Yeah, that was the thing, too. In the, you know, the last Cal Cup, Orange Squadron did match up against you guys, and you guys just... You destroyed us. Like, I knew you guys were good, but because we played different hours, I didn't realize how good <laughs> you guys were, and you, I just instantly was like, wow, you guys are on the level, I think, of these other top teams, these other top, you know, I put you guys in the top four. How long have you guys as a group been playing together?
1: Oh, man. Let's see. I guess I can find, I think we've been playing together since early November or late October? To- um so pretty much since the game came out. Yeah. So- and did your oh, yeah, so our- did your squadron
0: specifically start the whole Discord? How did the Grey Discord begin?
1: Yeah, so Grey Discord, you know, Grey Squad got formed up by our you know commander, uh Scum. Um uh, so Scum kind of plays a lot of these, you know, Flight Sim games. So you know he played uh Planet Side 2 and he ran an org there, and so when Squadrons was coming out, I think probably a month before Squadrons came out, Scum made the Discord for Gray Squad um, to build up an, a community around the game before it came out. Um, so that's kind of how we started out. I guess is the right way to say it. So Scum had the vision. Did he? Did he see it being as big as it is? I think Scum likes to do this for games that he plays so for planet side 2 he had done the same thing he has a you know an org that he runs out of planet side 2 with a lot of people that still play that game that's just kind of what he does his prerogative he's very like uh proactive about that kind of stuff i guess would be the best way to say it
0: and you know what actually it's very smart i think it's a good way to do it because i mean there's games going out of Gray Squadron, you know, all the time. I'm sure most people who are listening probably know Gray Squadron, but if they don't, and maybe they're new to the game, Gray Squadron, I would say, is, is the biggest Star Wars squadrons Discord of active pilots, you know, playing fleet battles every day. You can pretty much jump in, and there and there's different squadrons forming. How many different
1: squadrons do you think there are out of Gray? So, I mean, I can see them. We have 15, I think, crews now that play together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether that's competitive teams or casual teams that are just there to play together. Like, you know, I have somebody to play with all the time or, you know, we have, I think two dog fighting teams now. So that's kind of like, you know, everybody wants to, if you, you know, you're like an EU player and you want somebody to play with, like there's a gray squad team for that. If you were West coast, play late nights, there's a team for that. If you don't want to play competitive, you just want some people to chill with every night. There's, there's groups for that kind of stuff too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember like I was telling you earlier, like earlier in the game I kind of started in the Star Wars Squadron Discord and then, you know, there wasn't as many people there and and, and very quickly within, I think the first 2 weeks of the game, the Gray Squadron Discord, you could clearly see, you know, everyone so many people were playing out of there, you know, there's so much I met so many people playing out of the uh, out of the Gray Squadron like, you know, I people do I play with still to this day, you know, have been involved in the game since the beginning. Uh yeah, it, it's so cool, I think that it's it's kind of grown and continued to be so active with all these teams you guys do a, what, any training events for new players, too? Uh,
1: kind of. So mm-hmm. we used to. Um, mm-hmm. We used to have a program led up by Chili Buttons, which was a Squadrons 101 program that we had. So it was like a four-week course for newer players to get better at the game. But Chili's been really busy with real life, um, and so we haven't done that as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then outside of that, we have like a quick start guide for new members to Gray, so Talking about the game and how Gray Squad as an org works to just get them, you know, their toes is a little wet, and then, you know, obviously Gray Squad is if you have questions, people will answer your questions. Yeah, I
0: mean, I I like to just stop into there's like in the general, there's usually a good chat, just kind of going all day too, pretty much.
1: Yep, there's always something going on in general <laughs> chat.
0: So how did you then get involved with Gray Squadron? Scum was starting it out. How did how did you end up in Gray Squadron?
1: Yeah, so Squadrons comes out, like, you know, I think it was like the first of October or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I had, you know, some of my real-life friends, so my real best friend, my little brother, his little brother, one of our other really good friends. We were five stacking and playing Squadrons, like, you know, for the first week, two weeks together. And then, you know, we stopped playing as much, um, but one night we get on and we match up against one of the older crews coming out of Grey Squad. And I was like, I know these guys. I've seen them on the Reddit, you know. And after we lost to them, because we, we lost to them, my, my friends and I aren't that good. Mm-hmm. Um, I found I went and looked for their Discord like the next day, and I was like, "All right, I'm going to join this Discord. I'm going to play a lot more Squadrons. I'm going to get good at this game." And that—that's how I joined. Mm-hmm. Had you played any Flight Sims in the past? nope Squadrons is my first Flight Sim.
0: Oh wow! So how do, how do you how did you start playing it? Were you
1: on console or PC? Yep, so I started on PC, and I played mouse and keyboard for, I think, the first two months of the game.
0: Okay. Yep. So, sorry, uh, how much flight sims had you played in the past? You said none? Like, zero. zero. I've never played sims. So you just jumped? Yeah, so you just jumped in right on mouse and keyboard, because you were more familiar playing mouse and keyboard, right? Uh, uh, no, I think no.
1: it was, like, the only option that I had. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, if you didn't have a controller, for sure. Yeah, you got your Yeah, own I mean,
1: I tried to have controller, I didn't enjoy it, so I, I think... You know, I, I still think mouse and keyboard is one of the best control schemes for the game. I just don't play it. So then after you said, sorry, after six
0: weeks, then you switched?
1: Yeah, so I ordered a stick probably early November, maybe mid-November, about three or four weeks later, um, I got my stick in. So I play Hocast now, so stick and keyboard.
0: And how did you find that switch? Like how how difficult or easy was it going from from mouse and keyboard to keyboard and stick
1: it was rough yeah, uh, oh I, think yeah. the first, I think for the first month i was getting hard carried by the rest of team cheese in any of our games um i wanted to so badly every single time that i would play <laughs> and just play poorly i wanted to pick up that mouse and keep, go back to mouse and keyboard but mm. i forced myself to learn stick and after about a month i started Finally thinking that I was able to keep up with my gameplay on mouse. Oh, that's good. Well, what did you think was the biggest difference between
0: mouse and stick? Or what was the what was it that was the, the, the hurdle to get over to get better or to, to adapt?
1: Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is just the different types of aiming. Um, mouse, I think, is a much better solution if you're trying to do really good snap shooting or, or really consistent aiming in general for squadrons. Um, I don't think stick aim is better than mouse, but I think the stick allows you to have a lot more buttons at your like uh, usage and whatnot. So mm. you can be a lot quicker um, and, and offload some of the work that you have to have on your keyboard hand to your stick hand. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I yeah, that's kind of something that's
0: bugging me a little bit on console that I, I thought you could, I just assumed on an Xbox, you could hook up a mouse and keyboard to like any game and just play it that way, but you, you can not actually, it needs in-game support as well. Really? Yeah, I know. That's interesting. Isn't that weird? Doesn't that blow your mind? A little it blew my mind. A little bit, yeah. But I'm like, oh well oh, okay. I mean <laughs> I've got of people say that to me, like just hook up hook up a mouse and keyboard, why don't you? And I was like, Yeah, why don't I? I'm gonna do it then. and then I tried and you you, you can't. So that's why that's why I guess and uh <laughs> And HOTUS are like impossible to come by now for the console. So I'm kind of living. I'm like, damn, I guess I got to just like buy a PC if I want to, if I want to, like, at a certain point, you know, this game with the stuff coming out more and more, it seems like that stuff coming out, meaning the, uh, you know, stuff like the multi drift. Yeah, like the, the, the optimal power management, let's say, with that stuff coming out and you see it more and more. I'm wondering if playing on PC is just, like, inevitable to, to, to really play the game at the highest
1: level. I mean, you know, PC is the master race, yeah. so I will always support that. <laughs>
0: yeah, what's up? I'm just fighting it. For, I'm fighting that good fight on that, that that console pass, really showing my age for, for just playing console <laughs> and controller. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens in, in that regard. So, Grey Squadron, then uh, you guys started playing together, and did you start... Playing, uh, you said after a month or so you're starting to feel competitive. And how did you guys come along as a team? Like how how competitive were you guys overall as a team in, in December? I guess there wasn't as many places to play, but just generally in fleet battles overall.
1: Yeah. So you know, I think Gray Squad works a little bit different than a lot of other organizations in that our teams aren't formed because they're the best players. It's because people that want to play with each other is how teams are formed. And so when the initial four of Gray Squad was formed. So that's D Strick, Rinky, Arius, and I. We had been literally just playing pickups, you know. You know, there's an LFG channel on Gray Squad, so we're mm-hmm. using LFG. We're playing, I think, two nights in a row for five, six hours, and then Arius is like, "Hey, like I've been playing with this other guy named Rinky. You know, I think the four of us should make a team." And this was to me and D Strick, mm-hmm. um, and so we're like, "Okay, let's do it." Um, and so we talked to, at, at the time, I wasn't a captain, obviously. I'm I'm still very fresh into gray squad. So we talked to a captain. And we're like, hey, we want to start a team up. You know, it's us four. And then we need to find a support. Um, and so yeah. we did a little bit of tryouts. Uh, we'd played with Sudo a lot um, previously before the team formed. And so after we had formed the team, we had played some other supports. Um, so Acarp and Juder, who play for Team Nova now, we both tried them out at support for us. Obviously, they don't play support anymore, but uh, we tried them out at support for us. And then, you know, we decided that pseudo was the best option of, of all of them. And so we moved forward with pseudo as our fifth member.
0: And you guys have just been pretty much together since then.
1: Yep. Yeah, we haven't really deviated from that. Uh,
0: and what role, actually, what role have you been playing? Because I know when we played you recently, you were doing, you know, uh, AI farm and objective. What have you been playing this year? How's it, how's it been for you as you've been going along learning? Ever
1: since I've been playing with Arias, I've been hard objective,
0: yeah, <laughs> so you
1: know, I'm always on
0: objectives, oh man, I remember to our uh, one of our interceptors, Phoenix, when we were playing against you who's like i'm um- on him right now like i'm peeling him off but he's still ai farming as i'm peeling him off like you're how do you do you have any advice for people on how to continue doing the ai farm while being evasive is it just throwing at the multi locks or
1: what how do you I mean it's uh it's a matter of you know getting your locks off and using your hull as a resource you don't i don't need to dock until i'm at one percent i don't need mm-hmm. to do anything until i'm one percent um it's only when I go to zero is a problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, I mean, uh, yeah. And on the, on the Empire, though, still, you yeah, you got that extra haul. You're using it you know, to its fullest. what has been your favorite ship this year? Ooh, ooh, easy answer. Tire Defender. Oh, yeah. So are you still playing it on objective a lot?
1: I guess we'll find out this weekend, right?
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, we were kind of talking about it a little bit earlier, and it does seem like the Defender is going to be back a bit. We'll see how it goes. It's... it's 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 interesting how quickly Motive has been dropping these patches, like between, before tournaments. Like you know what I mean? They're do, they're doing mm-hmm. it often, time giving us a little run. Uh, but I like that too. I guess so. Gray Squad, did you guys do a lot of in house scrims too? With the difference that you have, like you know, fifteen competitive teams.
1: Um, I wouldn't say that there's a lot of in house stuff. Um, mostly because, like I said earlier, a lot of our teams are built around different playing mm-hmm. hours. Um, so like, I think we have like, you know, we have an EU team. We have a West coast team. We have team Nova, but team Nova scrims before we do. So team Nova usually plays from eight to 10 Eastern and we play from 10 to 12 Eastern, um, because we have a West coast player on our team. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Tempest plays around the same time as us. So we've played against Tempest before. Um, I think actually Tempest and, uh, uh, Tempest and the Hellporgs were scrimming earlier today. Um, probably a little bit right before this. Conversation that we're having now,
0: <laughs> but I, guess, um, I was gonna also say too, you the gravy nights that started, sort of the you know the mm-hmm. drafts, the pickup draft nights kind of started. How did those begin?
1: Yeah, so we can we can you know go back a couple months, <laughs> so before even private matches came out, so there was like a lot of um, get, dra- flights that we had have flying out of Gray. Um, and so, you know, we'd have a bunch of pickup groups and like let's say two pickup groups would form together. So we would call it a gravy a gravy game. So oh. gravy gray
0: <laughs> game, a
1: gravy game. And so usually during those, you know, it'd get announced in general chat and then people would start streaming their POV of it and you know, people that weren't even playing the game at the time would just stream into these channels just to watch the game. Yeah. Right. Um, and so there was always this concept of wanting to do that. Um, past once private matches came out and obviously we didn't know what private matches were ever going to come out and then once they did we started organizing gravy draft nights so um man and i feels, thought about it feels okay. like a
0: million years ago when there was no private matches
1: it's hard, right it's hard to believe sorry go on yeah so so like before private matches came out we were like talking about I was like dude if they ever come out with private matches you know i want to we should do a craft night kind of thing or like a team fight night you know a gray fight night kind of <laughs> <kinda> thing <laughs> uh and so eventually you know the private matches came out so we started doing gravy draft nights i think probably a month after they came out um just because i was being lazy and didn't want to run it <laughs> yet <laughs> but yeah they've been a blast ever since i think a lot of people that joined gray really enjoy them <laughs> so it's been really good to provide that to our community and you just people come out and then you'll have like whatever a certain amount of captains
0: for the number of players there are and then they'll just draft the players in the pool available
1: Yep, pretty much, yeah, and, and, you know, we try to limit, you know, how many of X player on a team, so, like, if, if all of Team Cheese shows up, we don't want all of Team Cheese on one team, or, like, multiple members of our, mm-hmm. our group on one team, so it's not that's not the point. You know, the point of it is to meet new people in our community, and get to know other people, um, so there's that kind of aspect to it, and then also, you know, when you're picking your teams out, you want to be able to have, like, some lieutenants, or like, you know, um, flight officers or, or cadets. You know, you're trying to introduce these cadets to the community, The cadets are always prioritized to be able to play in these games. That's a good
0: thing, uh. actually, we should maybe explain about Grey Squadron, too. You have a, you can, there is kind of a different ranking system as people are in it longer, right? Like, from cadet cadet to officer. You could explain that a little bit.
1: Yeah, so cadets are, you know, new people that join Grey Squad um, that want to be a part of Grey Squad. You know, we have roles for people that join that aren't part of Grey Squad, so we have guest roles, but cadets are for new people that are joining the community that want to be part of Gray Squad, and then Flight Officer is the next roll up. Um, once you've played with a Lieutenant or a higher, and you're seen to be a good fit for Gray Squad, um, and we think you can communicate and not be a sourpuss, um, <laughs> we will promote you to FO, which will then let you claim a number in the org. Um, and then from there, if you move into like upper leadership kind of stuff, we have lieutenants and captains that help manage. Um, the community, so like our moderator staffs, and then, um, as well as like organizing and taking care of any housework that needs to be, you know, Discord channels be created, teams being created, roles being assigned, those kinds of things.
0: Yeah, that's that's so awesome. I really like the draft. I mean, I was, I was thinking of doing something sort of like another orange invitation where we maybe did like a draft sort of thing, but I feel like. You just nailed it way better with that format and <laughs> it involves people, you know, it's, it's way more open. I feel like the way that you're doing it, it's like, oh yeah, it's totally not necessary for us to do something
1: like that. I don't think <laughs> anyway. And I mean, I so- think, I think there is some merit in other orgs trying to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the biggest thing is you need to be able to get people to show up. I mean, yeah. the first night I did it, right? I was like, oh, I hope at least 10 people show up, right? Because I had no idea who, who how many people were going to come. Mm-hmm. i mean that's the truth of it and then 30 people came oh that's awesome so like it was like oh sweet now we can like this is actually going to work you yeah. know this is like something that we can keep doing mm-hmm.
0: um, and yeah it's the other thing where it's like oh there's too many people it's like might not work out for like someone's got to sit that's too bad you gotta you know, work them out. Right. yeah those are good problems to have almost though too and you have a, a overwhelming uh, uh interest in something like that right so how do you feel about the place of the meta right now in the game overall i feel like you know this week the balance uh i mean the republic seemed to have taken a hit
1: yeah so i'm you know overall i'm pretty happy i think you know there's a lot of dissenting voices that were unhappy with the meta before this patch where you know pk wasn't that big of a deal mm-hmm. and you know you had some of the high level teams that said no pk does matter just you know who you kill uh and i think the current status of the game has really moved more towards the PK level. So there's a lot more kills. Mm -hmm. You're averaging 15, 25 kills a game Mm -hmm. where before it was like sub, you know, 10. Um, So I think that's good. I think the game currently still has a little bit of issues. Um, Balance wise. I think tie defenders because it didn't get nerfed this most recent patch. Yeah. It's still way too strong. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, the y-wing and b-wing definitely need a helping hand a big helping hand for the b-wing yeah i mean i i get it
0: like they don't want to i mean the x-wing does a lot so they don't want to give them too much strength there i guess but like it just seems ridiculous with the (laughs) y-wing especially like it just seems
1: cruel to me (laughs) yeah the y-wing's in a really bad state and i get why they don't want to overbuff the b-wing because the second you overbuff the b-wing it Becomes really disgusting real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can test that out yourself. Yeah. If you bump the fucking HP or shields on the viewing up, it starts getting stupid in custom games. I think uh, the
0: speed, like, that's why I think they just need to adjust the speed. And I don't know, like, what the threshold is there, but I think maybe if they just gave it so that if you, like, uh, so, it, so if you give it a bit more speed, maybe it would have, like, a really high skill level to pilot. You know, something in that, that area where it's not easy to fly. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. You, don't know. <laughs> you don't like I don't know, I don't
1: know. There's a reason why I'm not a game developer. Yeah, yeah leave, leave it to those guys to figure yeah, out how I to, mean I how should to make say, it better. I can
0: just, I'm just, you're right, I'm the same way. I'm just going to be like, this vaguely needs to happen. Do this. Yeah. <laughs> the Y-Wing, I think, just, I feel the same way. It's just, I mean, that, that's why it was like a little too far. Like I said, why do you have to do it to every, everything? It was just like scorched earth across, <laughs> across right. everything except the Defender and B-Wing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, not nerfing the B-Wing, I think, is the good move. I think not nerfing the defender was, you know, a, a small point that they might have missed.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I yeah. wonder what we'll see in the future. I know there's it's limited on, you know, what tweaks they can do, but I do think that in the coming weeks we are going to see some changes. I think that the balance is fallen a uh, a little too far for the empire though i wonder if it's going to i think it's going to take a lot to get some upsets in these in these upcoming tournaments i agree i think at the
1: the top level like you said on your your video the other night um mm-hmm. those s tier teams they're just going to trade blows on empire um the teams that can win on new republic like yeah they'll win the tournament mm-hmm. but i don't see any strategies so far that have led me to believe that Teams will be able to win on New Republic versus Empire right now. Yeah, it seems like it's going to
0: take something wild. Uh, I'm sure people are going to cook something up, I guess. I I don't know. We'll see. It's pretty tight between these two tournaments as well, the scheduling here. So, I mean, just having all these patch changes. I mean, I'm sure people had ideas and then it changed. I remember the the last tournament, I thought we were going to see a lot more... Uh, defender leading up to it but then of course they, they kind of nerfed the defender right before it so then it, it really kind of we didn't see that defender we saw a lot of interceptors i think there's still a place for the interceptor in these tournaments too
1: yeah i think so i think and scalp will say the interceptor is great i think the tie-in is great he will say the a-wing is still really good yeah. i think the a-wing is gotten hit by the nerf hammer a little too many times and this is the other thing
0: too which is really tough for the developers like how they have to make these changes like it's one thing on the highest competitive level you're making the changes and what the a-wing is but they're also thinking about the a-wing on like the mid tier and low levels and i guess they're seeing strength there so that's why it's it's just it is tough for them like how are they supposed to balance out those two demographics
1: i mean i i know how i would do it but i'm not sure i'm always right so i'm not going to claim that.
0: And I don't know if you've seen this too, another thing that I've noticed in the last little bit is a rise of a PK TIE Bomber. hmm it's, inter- yep. it's interesting to see that throwback, because we all kind of forgot about it a little bit. Well, I mean, you know, obviously in, you know, you know in October, maybe November, so before they nerfed that TIE Bomber, it was the, the do-it-all ship, basically.
1: Yeah, I think, I think we only stopped doing it on Team Cheese once they nerfed the... Uh... The assault shield and rotary to also dampen your man- maneuverability. That's right, yeah. Because at first they just cut the haul and
0: then you know people were like, yeah, no, we we'll st- still use it. It's it's still, still good, yeah. <laughs> still has the most haul, but uh, right. Then yeah, when they did that with the assault shield, I forgot that. I, I forgot how smooth the assault shield used to be. Actually, until you said that. I remember the rotary, the wind up time they changed, and the the movement. Mm-hmm. I think when you were, when you had it firing, I believe has changed yep yeah Yeah. which i mean it's actually i mean i don't even think about it now but yeah it used to be just like you're just like (laughs) there's this turret flying all over the place killing things
1: right yeah yeah and so so the resurgence of it you know so i think there are two big pushes of it that i've seen a lot of people that, that a lot of people mention are you know, Chua, who flies out of Team Tempest, and then Mindfet, who flies out of the Hellporks. Definitely. I think um, those are
0: there's two of the biggest right there. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chua, he does some high damage, too, well, he doesn't, and Mindfet more just focuses on the kill. It's very interesting, but Chua, you know, he'll get those picks, too. It's very interesting to see those two styles rise.
1: Yeah, so what do I think about it? Uh, I think the Tide Bomber... I don't, don't want to say anything. I think the Tide Bomber is really strong. Um and not in just in the way that they are playing it.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, the funny thing is, though, not... I mean, maybe it's because the PK game has fallen away. Maybe we'll see it more at this tournament. But it's just funny not... I I think it's a little bit funny not there isn't more people kind of playing it that way. I guess maybe the... Just the game is objective-heavy, obviously. But as the PK comes back, I think you could see it more. And, I mean, they just...
1: They destroy the A-Wing so hard. <laughs> I think that's... that's, that's incredible. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think... I have like a skewed POV of it because we don't play A-wings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the thing is if they nerf the defender very hard, you might start seeing oops-all bombers on Empire. That's what I thought
0: was going to happen at the Cal Cup I meet. Mean, we were kind of talking about like we had a plan for if that happened anyway too. That That's what we thought was more like we didn't see that. We saw more interceptors than we did extra <laughs> bombers there. But yeah, I, I at some point it could if they nerf the defender that would be very interesting yep. to see
1: yep i think that is the you know next progression um because bombers can pk just fine There's, they don't have any deficiencies they can 180 on you real quick and mm-hmm. they can rotary you down in nothing so and i think wow. okay
0: so this is the other thing i think too because now we're just like like imagine the u of you know november playing the u of right now just think about how much better you are how much your understanding of the game and the mechanics mm-hmm. i think people kind of got away from the t- from that bomber then because they weren't as skilled as, it, as now they have they have all the tools now i think to really make the bomber work so i think we could definitely see a rise of the the bomber in the next
1: little bit right yeah i think you know back then as well once they nerfed the bomber the, that was also the meta of the 100 damage rockets <laughs> which was really popular yeah that's right um, <laughs> so that was the the rocket resupply meta mm-hmm. following the bomber nerf um, yeah, and i kind of hated the game
0: in november a little bit just thinking back right now that
1: was, like, <laughs> that was my least
0: favorite time of the game for sure the lowest point yeah but- so
1: i think you're right i think bombers will see a resurgence i don't think that they will see a resurgence at cal cup and at Op base um, no i think, I think it's it maybe op ace if
0: someone's i don't know if they really were are thinking working on something now maybe but yeah i think, yeah. The, I think for this Cal cup probably not quite yet maybe someone maybe someone's got it in their back pocket
1: but i think there's just other options that are just as strong i mean maybe tempest tempest has been <laughs> running three bomber setups for a while now because of chua mm-hmm. uh, so that's definitely something that could happen so where do you see what do you see the the future for the
0: Grey Squadron? Do you think there's gonna be an influx of people with it on Game Pass here? Do you think there could be a
1: build-up? Uh so I'll be honest. I'll be super frank here. I don't think so. No, that's fair. I've heard uh, this as well. So I think with EA Game Pass, a lot of the community is like, ooh, like, you know, try to get these people in, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, these people will build on the community and I personally think that that's a fallacy. Um, if these people wanted to play squadrons and be a part of this community, they would have already been part of this community. Um, just because it's on Game Pass means they're going to play it you know, mm-hmm. for a week, a month, and then they're going to drop it and move on to the next game. I, I don't think you're going to get very much retention from yeah. the game going on EA game pass
0: i think you're right i think though if it's you know if you think about it if like whatever if it's 1.1 1. 1 million people who bought this game at launch or whatever in the first month like there was terrible retention from the start anyway than, than right. really right like i mean we gotta be honest. Right. it wasn't great and i think there was a lot of early hurdles unfortunately problems with vr it was a big vr draw there was problems with the rank there was Problems with uh, something else too. So just issues off the start. I think yep. with HOTUS support as well. So just people had problems, but the people who stuck with it really, really, really wanted to play this game. That's for sure.
1: Right. And I don't think you're gonna get that out of people that are on Game Pass. Um,
0: no, I think you're. Right. You make a good point. There's not gonna be as many. It's not gonna be 1.1 million people. But that's for sure. It's not that many people. And I, I think it's gonna be a really small the percentage that stays. But I'll take that really small percentage that does stay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that's totally fair. Yeah, I think it is going to be a lot of console people though too. I would think. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I mean, I did, they did just announce. I think Microsoft is pushing Game Pass to PC, so um, PC players. Options. Yeah, so PC players, if they have Game Pass, could totally play Squadrons um, on PC. Uh, I just don't see that as, you know, uh, a growth. For the game unfortunately yeah and
0: i can see just to your point as well if someone's got to get they have game pass they have many games and this is just one of the games they're going to try within that i guess too exactly well we'll see i'm pretty excited to uh, see how you guys do buggy in the scl you got operation ace and of course the cal cup major good luck to you guys in it yeah thank you um, do you got any shout outs you like to give? You know, maybe anyone else in Grey Squadron you want to shout out, or you know, I know you stream a bit too, you know, definitely let us know that.
1: Yeah, so uh, you know, shout out to Grey Squad. We're not tier three in Discord anymore, so we don't have our special discord.gg <laughs> link, but uh, you know, there's a million different ways to get it out on the internet. And then um I guess I stream squadrons like really intermittently mm-hmm. at cheese underscore TV. Um If you want to watch me you can otherwise you can go like watch one of the other bigger streamers which is totally cool too
0: (laughs) (laughs) we'll put Um, a link down below for your for your twitch okay that's great yeah i appreciate that yeah man thanks a lot for doing the podcast and telling us about gray squadron and yeah again good luck to you guys and all the tournaments and uh in the SEL finals moving forward
1: thank you man same to
0: you this weekend oh thanks a lot buddy all right we'll catch everyone else uh, on the star wars squadron podcast next time